Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm joined as always by Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? Feeling really good. Yeah, yeah, this is a marathon recording for us. This is part two, well, episode 90. Yeah. Uh, we just got done ep- recording episode 89 and we're just rolling right into 90 here. So if you want to see how we're actually doing, we're just going to skip right into it. And the niceties, I guess, formalities, politeness, I guess, yeah. if you will. Uh, and just get right, right into episode 90. Um, because if you missed episode 89, we talked about pre-draft trades. And then we talked about the drafts. What our thoughts of the drafts. Matt walked us through quite a bit. Because he, he knows all things draft. He has a ton of mock drafts. I think him and Jonathan Goodvoni <laughs> are in the same category. Um, anyways, that, that's pretty much what we talked about in episode 89. Matt had a really cool story about a player at the end, end, very end of episode 89. So you can either listen to the whole thing or skip to the very end. We would prefer it if you listen to the whole thing. But if that's your jam to skip to the end, you know, you do you. Not going to discourage it. As long as you listen, we'll take it at the end of the day. Hit the play button, please. Feed, feed our ego. <laughs> Um, so that's what episode 89 was, Matt. NBA news! Yep, really, it's just all the free agency madness and confusion. Um, so it's just really the main topic. But before we get to all of that, um, so we'll start with this. John Wall reportedly unhappy in Washington. Not really surprised. So my question, let me counter this really quick. Is John Wall unhappy with Washington or is Washington unhappy with John Wall? Which one is it there? Chicken before the egg, I guess. <laughs> I we, know. We'll never know. So John Wall did not like that Tommy Shepard went on Zach Lowe's podcast and said we're building around Bradley Beal. That's apparently what he took major offense to. Um, and it like very clearly multiple times said Bradley Beal and just Bradley Beal. Didn't made it a point almost to not say John Wall. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. Your ego. You I thought that played... at the time when I was like just listening to that pod. I was like, he is really just saying Bradley Beal. Maybe he was sending a message to John Wall there and like, hey, you know, you're like 30 years old now and coming off an Achilles injury. We can't like build around you. Anymore. We'd really like for you to um, play. <laughs> <laughs> like we're paying you $40 million a year and we would actually like to see you play on this contract. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we saw the Clay Thompson news coming across on draft night. Um, that he tore his Achilles in his right leg. Um, had the left knee ACL um, tear in the 2019 finals, so now Clay out for another year. So that'll be back-to-back seasons of no Clay Thompson in Golden State. Um, so that's really tough blow for them to suffer already. Just really playing pickup out yeah. in LA. So that sucks. Um, just uh, kind of related, but Tatum, Mit- um, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox all got their max rookie extensions. Mm. Um, from their respective teams um, they're eligible for it this offseason um, all got it and then the last bit um, we talked on the last pod um, about how the Bogdan Bogdanovich sign and trade to Milwaukee fell through and that whole debacle um, I mean he's not going back to Sacramento we know that much I think yeah. um, but there is issues with like what that offer actually was in the contract so he just signed an an RFA um, offer with uh, Atlanta at four for seventy-two million. Um, Sacramento has the opportunity to match. Recommend not, but maybe they will and keep doing this buddy healed Bogdan Bogdanovich feud. 
for a few more years. I feel like the new regime, like if this was old regime kings, like they would have matched by now. Um, but this is new regime who just just screws yeah. up trades for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, um, so I think he's walking. I think he's going to be in an Atlanta uniform. Uh, unless Atlanta just gets strapped with him, which would be hilarious. I, or maybe Atlanta just forces a trade with Milwaukee because Milwaukee knows that. Or now that Atlanta yeah. knows Milwaukee wants it. Yeah. I, I mean, Sacramento, I guess, could threaten to bring him back. But at the end of the day, like, just chemistry wise this is not a good fit maybe yeah. they try and do like what the bucks and pacers did last year which is like malcolm brogdon was leaving yeah and he was going to indiana but like they kind of facilitated it via sign and trade and like got a pick mm. from indiana yeah that was pick number 24 which ultimately got moved around in the drew holiday rj hampton thing um they got that from indiana by basically just saying we will allow brogdon to leave and not match the sign and trade or the RFA offer. Maybe something like that can happen here um, to ensure he doesn't go back to Sacramento. But again, not certain Sacramento doesn't screw this up again. Mm. Um, them and Bogdan, just nothing but screwy since he got there, unfortunately, because <laughs> Bogdan's good. Um, so let's get into it. Lot, lot, lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be like a quiet. Like, free agency. Well, it's supposed to be like there's no stars and not a ton of teams have money to spend. Turns out a lot of teams have money to spend and... Teams make money to spend. That's how <laughs> capitalism works. But, like, you know, you just kind of make money happen out of thin air. That's a good point. These, you just kind of buy. <laughs> these billionaire owners, surprisingly, have a lot of money. <laughs> like, who knew? Like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll pay the tax. Yeah. Um, so, let's get into it. We, let's talk big free agency trades, like the biggest ones. Let's start off with this one. Steven Adams gets traded, in or- which is a weird headline to start with. Yeah. Steven Adams gets traded to New Orleans as part of the Drew, Drew Holiday deal. Um, Broke your heart. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I always maintain through this Thunder rebuild that they would keep Adams as kind of the culture guy. Like, who would be which the made co- sense. culture setter. Um, obviously, is not the case because he's getting paid like $27 million. Yeah, um, too big of a contract. We always knew that, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's like kind of just—I don't know. Like it's 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 heartbreaking because he was the last piece really standing from this KD Westbrook era, the um, original OKC. Yeah, that team that really pushed, inception pushed the Warriors to the brink. A lot of good memories with him. The Mustache Brothers getting Russ's MVP, knocking Pat Bev to the floor in a playoff game in Houston. I don't know if you've seen that murder. But Pat Bev's soul is still in Houston, if you're still wondering. Still on the uh, Toyota Center's floor. I'm just going all in. Um, Steven Adams is just... He's just a fun guy. Fun guy to be around, you know? Yeah. It's like one of those guys, like, you just... You love playing with him. You love having on your team. Yeah. Um, I get why they sent him out. Like, they got a decent haul back for him. Um, George Hill among it, who will get flipped again. Um, at some point for probably a first-round pick. Because um, <laughs> that's what the Thunder are in the business yeah. of doing, quiet first-round picks. Yeah. Along with just a bunch of bench pieces and a 2023 first from Denver and a couple seconds um, that are coming from Denver, but they're not necessarily Denver's second-round picks, so they could actually be decent. Um, so it's like, I don't know how much more you would expect to get from Steve, or for Steven Adams. Again, a center making $27 million that doesn't really produce his own offense. 
I mean, that's for context, probably in the ballpark of what Anthony Davis is going to make this next year so, on a max contract. So, so I think like they probably got just about as much value as they can in terms of what Sam Presti likes to get back in trades. Yeah. Don't be wrong. If this was you know the Spurs with Stephen Adams trying to trade him, they would probably negotiate this differently. But like overall, I think it's fine for OKC what you got back. Again, you're not trying to win games this year. You are right. trying to win as few as possible. So this helps that cause. For New Orleans, you want to play defense now because you have Stan Van Gundy. Steven Adams helps clog the middle and protect the rim. So I get that. Yeah, I can kind of teach maybe like Jackson Hayes actually how to play defense. Teach him how to eat some food. Also, it's going to be incredible to get double screened by Zion and Steven Adams. Like, Pat Bev thought he had a hard... JJ Redick running off a double screen. <sighs> From and those two. That, could you imagine, like, Zion, like, rolling off a double screen with, yeah. like, JJ coming off a, like, a, a dribble handoff with Steven Adams? Like, yeah. that's going to be fun. Stan Van should be smart enough to really build some of this into his offense. Yeah. And, like, then it's just Bledsoe and Ingram on the other wing, though. So it's like you can't help off of Ingram necessarily. So it's like there's a lot they can do with this team. Um, it's just, it's not modern nba it feels a little 2010 like yeah it feels but, like dwight howard era era but that's when stan van was really good got them got the magic really far yeah um, i think adams just brings a sense of culture to the team and like eric bledsoe even though like we've picked apart his game for years like brings a sense of culture there's some grown-ups in the room yeah now. exactly it's not just jj reddick anymore right yeah and that's kind of the cool thing about this is that i think there's um I think New Orleans is going to be a little bit more frisky than they were last year. Yeah, um, and they legit pushed for the eight. Yeah, I mean they had if a really they didn't good have shot. The bubble if, collapse, if but... they didn't have the pandemic shut out, shut down, like they would have challenged Memphis for the eight. Yeah, um, more than likely, more than the Trailblazers would have. Um, but I, I like this team. Like their their haul they got for Drew Holiday is incredible. Yeah, like just absolutely incredible. Like David Griffin doing an incredible job there. Um, getting those those picks from milwaukee albeit probably bad picks um but i mean picks you can package to trade up in a draft like in 2021 right or you know 2023 or whenever um yeah so like a fair deal i think there i don't think anyone got scammed in this deal for steven adams um one way or the other um the, the charlotte year, hornets did get scammed they in this did. Next uh when gordon hayward opted out in boston of his $34 million. I tweeted out from our account, very disappointing that Boston didn't get anything for him. Um, whether that's a, you know opt-out sign-in trade or just the traded on a one-year expiring deal, didn't get anything for him. And especially knowing like, he really wanted to go to like Indiana. Yeah, um, yeah. They were kind of playing New York as leverage. And then from really what I've seen, Charlotte just kind of swooped in and was like, hey, what are, you, what are they offering you? We'll offer you 20 million more and he's like <laughs> all right where did i sign <laughs> like just incredible we'll double whatever someone's offering gave him a four-year 120 million dollar deal so he really didn't like lose money per year and he no. gets three more years of it like that's incredible considering he was the fourth option in boston basically he's missed a year and a half um out of the last couple years and, I mean, don't get me wrong, the last half of this past year, he was good. Cool. And so in three years, he's been good for like half a year. 
That's yeah. it. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying he can't get back to old Gordon Hayward, but I'm doubting he's going to get back to like Utah Gordon Hayward at this point. Yeah, I th- I think I saw this tweeted out, and I forget which ta- account tweeted out. So forgive me, I'm not giving you credit for it. Um, but it was something like it's a bad sign whenever you have to stretch the last bad wing contract to sign another bad wing contract. And that just made it worse. The stretching yeah. Nick Batum, the 27 million you could have just paid him this year and just been done with it. Instead, now they're paying nine million to him per year for the for next the three, three years. years. Yeah, which is. It's bad. Like, that's bad. So you... Ex- ex- just take the cap hit this year. Like, you have a mid-level exception hitting just dead yeah. on your books for the next three years. Which, like, Charlotte's not really scheduled to be good, but this Gordon Hayward move makes me think they want to be good. Yeah, it's like they drafted LaMelo and like, all right, here we go. We're taking the long-term view, and then, like, two days later, they're like, you know what? Screw that. JK. Yeah, I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, I mean, good thing with Gordon is, like... We've seen he's willing to pass the ball. Yeah. Like he is a willing playmaker for others. Like, and that was his role in Boston because his job was get the ball to Kimba, Tatum, and Brown. Um, I mean, he'll let Lamelo get his shots. We'll put it that way. Yeah. But and like he's fine on defense, and he's not like locked down or anything. He shouldn't be your number one defender. But like he's like a solid like third defender for this team, though. I'm not sure who else is really playing defense. Like PJ Washington's nice. But like he's not a great defender. He's a fine defender. Kind of in that same mold of Hayward in terms of like what level of a defender should he be on your team. And so still really don't have a center. Um, yeah. I guess they did go out and sign Bismack Biombo again. Um, We're doing this again, Along huh? with drafting the two centers in the second round. I'm, I'm confused with Charlotte overall. They still have Miles Bridges there. They still have Malik Monk there. Still have Devontae Graham, still have Terry Rozier there. Yeah. Um, There's some rumors about Terry Rozier, but, like, I don't know who's taking on that contract. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not the worst, but it's... It's a lot for Terry Rozier. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I mean, you're getting get off of it pretty soon, I guess. Yeah. So, it's... This is just a, a weird hodgepodge of guys. And Charlotte and Gordon isn't Hayward just what, made it weirder. Isn't that how we always describe Charlotte, though? It's yeah. like, it's kind of this weird hodgepodge. Like, this is very on-brand for them. Remember that one year, they? I think they made the playoffs with, like, Jeremy Lin coming off the bench? It was like, yeah. what are we doing? It's like the Charlotte? one year Kimba, like, made it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's it. Um, so I don't obviously love paying him that much. I feel like you'd have got him at, like, 100. And even that's an overpay. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't Gordon, of course, take the deal. No doubt about it. Yeah, take yeah. the deal. But I don't care if you want to go to Indiana or New York, wherever. Take the deal. But this just, it feels wrong. Feels weird. Especially then there's like the next guy, like Fred Van Fleet, who's a clearly better basketball player right mm. now than Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah. Um, got four for 85. I love this deal. To go back for Toronto. Yeah, it's a good deal. Like, good for Fred Van Fleet for going undrafted four years ago to now making this massive contract. Yeah. Um, Interesting point about Toronto. Kyle Lowry's making $30 million this year. Fred Van Fleet's making about 21 Yeah. That's $51 million. That's about half your cap space for two guards. I, yeah. We talk about guards winning games. It just may... I feel like this indicates to me that Lowry's going to get moved. He He's definitely a mid-year trade candidate. Especially... Yeah. So like I know I said going into last season... I didn't think Toronto was going to be great. They were maybe going to make the playoffs. Obviously, I was wrong yeah. because Nick Nurse coached his tail off and Pascal was good in the regular season again. 
Um, less so in the playoffs, but definitely in the regular season. Um, but they're losing their two bigs now. Um, you're really banking on OG taking a big step for them. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thought there is that, like, I think you could bring Rondé Hollis-Jefferson back on a pretty minimal deal. He's still yeah. 25 and still a free agent. Um, still available, who gave them good minutes yeah. last year. They're bringing in, like, Aaron Baines. Which is a good deal. That's Yeah. Which is fits well. Kind still of have Norm Powell. Yeah, Norm Powell gave them a lot of good minutes yeah. off the bench. Um, I They drafted Malachi Flynn at the end of the first round, which I liked the pick. Good backup point guard. And you can get a lot of good value for Kyle Lowry. Like, yeah. this isn't, like dead money well you think of like what okc just got for steven adams right like they could get something ish like that do you back. i mean like think about i mean like drew holiday like is kyle lowry not a better playmaker than that i mean he's not yeah a good he's def- older right. he's not a good defender but like you could get maybe a couple picks he's good for him. At, he's good at quote-unquote taking charges uh, <laughs> kyle lowry charges yeah i don't that's somewhere where it, I and I I threw out the idea of him going to L.A. and the Clippers yeah. um, before. There are other teams where like he could be really useful for them, even especially if you're like gunning for a chip this year. Um, Dallas would make a lot of sense. Yep. For him, um, again, we could come up with teams and deals all day long, but like cause he's just a guy that can fit in a lot of places. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe they just ride it out and let him go off on his own way to wherever he wants to go. Or maybe if they do trade him, it's only to like a team he wants to go to out of respect. Like a contender. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think locking in Fred, going back to the main point, long-term, four years, it's the right thing to do. He can be your point guard of the future, um, and you just kind of roll with him. I think it's a good move um, and good deal, probably on both sides. This is team-friendly enough, player-friendly enough in terms of you're getting paid. So I like it. Next one, Joe Harris really getting paid. Man, There's a lot of money for Joe um, Harris. I like Joe Harris. Yeah, but. man, his agent really getting some work done here. Four for seventy-five from Brooklyn, um, so almost nineteen million a year on average for a shooter who plays. I mean, decent defense. I mean, it's kind of like I guess JJ Redick had a couple deals like this, like one for yeah twenty-ish. I think he did. Yeah, um, the four years feels a little long, but Joe Harris is I think like twenty-six, twenty-seven. Yeah, so. so you're getting him in his prime. And he, obviously, like, he's a part of your core. He's going to help yeah. you win. Um, and if you win a championship, it's probably because Joe Harris has a couple just scorched yeah. earth type of games. Because, yeah. I mean, he really can light it up from three. He's a good complement to Kyrie and right. KD. Right, he's not getting in the way of those yeah. guys. And he's plus, not kind of dribble. If you need to trade for James Harden, that's a contract you can trade that's for James a, Harden. That's a good contract. <laughs> Give it, yeah, a couple months, and it's trade eligible. Um that's that's very true. So uh, I like it, even if he doesn't get traded. I like that fit on the team. Obviously, it's been there. Yeah, it's a little much money wise, but I don't know. You may be right about the trade. Um, we joked about this. This is incredible. Jeremy like, Grant got three for sixty from Detroit. I think I like Jeremy Grant a lot. I think you're overpaying for Jeremy. You Grant. are. You're hundred percent. It's like we joked like on that what episode like eighty eight. Um, doing that role play segment, um, whereas like if if I'm Detroit, I was like in this situation like Ryan was Jeremy Grant, and I was like if I'm Detroit, I have three for forty five. Do you take it? You're like no, because De- uh, Denver's, Denver's going to give me that. Yeah. I said, well, if we bump up to three for sixty, and then I had to stop and think about that, and I was like, well, would Denver match that? 
And uh, allegedly they did. And he just wanted a bigger role. And he's which, like, nah. <laughs> which, like, I guess that... I, I feel like there's conversations that have been had then. But it's like, hey, like, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a starter by the end of the year for us. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really want to come off the bench anymore. Either Jeremy Grant was going to be the fifth guy on that starting lineup, or he's going to be the first guy off the bench. Because it would have been a, a lineup that had Murray, uh, Harris, Porter, Grant, and Jokic. Or Will slide Barton. Porter to the four yeah. and start Will Barton. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like he he wasn't going to get a lot of shots up there anymore, especially with Porter stepping in. So go to Detroit. I mean, they need people to shoot. And you'll play like the three there. Which is um, weird. Yeah, I don't really view him as a three. Because like him and Blake Griffin like playing together doesn't feel yeah. right necessarily. Yeah. Like very athletic. I'll give him that. Yeah, I guess. Like potential to space the floor there are gonna be games where those guys combine to go like eight for ten from three and then the next game they'll combine to go like one for ten from three yeah very much like catch and shoot for him Mm -hmm. um but his like he's gotten better every year at least in the last three years about yeah off the dribble um which like maybe blake can teach him some stuff too because blake's gotten significantly better at that stuff yeah um i mean like i don't hate it for detroit it's a talent like even yeah. if like if you get just, a year into this and you're like I need to trade this guy I feel like you could probably could yeah and at worst again Detroit you're just talent grabbing so yeah you're kind of replenishing your chest yeah. of assets and Jeremy Grant kind of fits into that yeah um goes along with their draft like good dude hard worker like it's not really gonna cause a fuss so um no right. more Reggie Jacksons yes. in Detroit yes um another shooter here Davis Bertans. Gets five for eighty from Washington. Allegedly, this last year is like not fully guaranteed unless he plays like a certain amount of games um, in year four. So like he has to be healthy. Really, is what they're getting at. Um, Sixteen million a year for five years for Bertans. So kids, here's the lesson: <laughs> if you're tall, learn how to shoot the ball. Yep, that's the story here, and yep. you'll make bank in the NBA. Get out of the post. Yeah. So that's the, that's the story there. I don't know if we need to add much else to that. Learn how to shoot the basketball. Absolutely ridiculous shooter. Yeah. Ridiculous I mean, like shooter. If you feel like him and Bradley Beal, uh, another piece on that low post podcast that we, um, Tommy Shepard yeah. was talking about, uh, he was pretty adamant that Davis Pertans was a, Coming back. a core yeah. piece yeah. for them. He wasn't just like a role player. He was convinced he was a core. So it's an interesting bet there. Yeah. Um, Gallo leaves OKC. Gets three Rip. for sixty-two from Atlanta. I Let- feel like this is kind of low. Like if you're get if you're Jeremy Grant, you and- got twenty mil a year basically. So did Gallo. I, I don't know. I feel like I would want if I'm Gallo. I feel like I get a little bit more. I know the bubble and like playoffs kind of exposed him, but like oh yeah, he can't defend. But like he we've was always like done that. A really good player for Oklahoma City yeah. for ninety percent of the season and played yeah. most of the season. I. I mean, for Atlanta, this is also a weird deal to me because we've talked about this off-air. Is like, what are you doing with John Collins now? Try and trade him. It's a <laughs> Derek White conversation we had in episode 89 of, you're eligible for extension, yeah. and I don't think the team you're on wants to pay you. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, because then you have um, Hunter, uh, who you drafted in like the top 10 last year. They drafted, like, traded up to like 4 to get him, and they drafted Reddish also at like 8 or 10. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like a positional 4. Like He's going to be more comfortable at the 4. Um, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, yes, um, yes, yes. And like, they went and got 
Clint Capella. Atlanta went and got Clint yeah. Capella at the deadline because they were convinced Sean Collins couldn't play the five. So what are you doing here? Like Gallo, you, Gallo can't play the five. So like you just kind of repeated what you have and yeah. like positionally, and it doesn't make sense. I yeah, it really makes sense to me that like John Collins is getting traded at the deadline. Yes, 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 yes. They're gonna find a team that like is willing to like take a shot on him or something. Um, so it's I I get from Atlanta's perspective they're trying to win now. Like they are trying to make the playoffs. They yeah, have yeah. said it openly. They're trying yeah. to make the playoffs. There's some jobs on the line there. Very much so. Um, I mean, I guess it's not a bad contract. It's just it doesn't. I don't know. The fit doesn't quite match for me but i guess i get why you're doing it the next one is really throwing me for a loop ryan it's malik beasley which we are fans of as is this a player a pro malik beasley i'm not hearing any slander on this podcast about malik beasley except for his you know um felony arrest legal <laughs> troubles on court basketball i'm not hearing slander about yeah. malik beasley like four for 60 for beasley in terms of just basketball i think it's a fine deal yeah yeah that's, that's a good deal 15 million year for a 23 year old guard wing um who can, can do some stuff off the dribble can offense. shoot yeah um it's like at least pesky on defense yeah um if not good um, can get out and run so the deal itself is fine and you know you trade it for him right like he gave up a pick because that was covington yeah um, yeah they, sent, they rerouted to houston yeah um so i think they felt the need to bring him back right um, but as you and I were talking off air, he's got like multiple felony charges against him now. Not um, great. Yeah. Not what I'd recommend doing in a contract, um, off season, but he did it. And so who knows if he's going to be on the hardwood or in jail next year. Um, <laughs> I, I so that's re- where I, I struggle a bit with this. I really love Malik Beasley. I, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. I think Fit-wise in Minnesota, it's a little dicey just because he's not... No one's playing defense. No one's playing defense, but he's that spark plug. Like, he, you saw it in yeah. one of the first games he played for Minnesota was just, like, went off for, like, 30 points yeah. and, like, really just got that team going. It could be a little dicey now going forward for him. But also, like, if he avoids legal issues... That's a tradable contract, too. Yes, 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 yes. And maybe there's some language in this contract about um, what happens. Oh, I'm sure, like, the Timberwolves are like, hey, Malik, we'll give you this deal. He's like, great. And then the Timberwolves, like, pick up the phone and call the league. It's like, hey, can we get out of this if this guy gets arrested? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So there's some, there's got to be something in there. You can't give him 15 mil a year um, otherwise. couple last ones. Um, Goron got compensated by Miami. Um, two for 37. Something odd about that second year. I think it's either non-guaranteed. I think or like it's it, non-guaranteed. Yeah. I think I read that. Because um, so, when I saw two for 37 for Goron, when I first read that tweet, I was like, I like Goron. It's basically his deal this year. He yeah. was on like 19 mil a year. Yeah. So they basically just like, we'll pick it back up, um, run it back. Uh, you fought through the foot thing. So if he's healthy, I mean, he's worth the money. Yes. Yeah. Just if he's it's, healthy. Yeah, that's the tricky piece. Um, Jordan Clarkson, again, Utah picked him up mid-year it's kind of the same thing with beasley and he was good for them um jordan clarkson was i mean their only bench scoring option um they needed a guy like him this number's a little uh, it's, it makes four, me, it's four for 52 makes me pause a little bit for jordan clarkson 13 mil a year for your sixth man i mean now That's, your bench has favors 
um, who we'll talk about, and Clarkson at $23 million combined. I don't feel good about that. So whenever you start talking about that, like, 10 to 14 range, I always compare, like, my benchmark is, like, Marcus Smart, which may be not yeah. fair for most players, but, like, if you're not getting that sort of production or, like, yeah. that sort of chemistry, it feels like you're overpaying. It feels like, you know, if you would have given Clarkson, like, four for, like, mid-level, like, 36. Four yeah. for 40. Yeah. They're like, you know what? All right. That, I could, you I could really need him that. on that team. Maybe maybe four for 44. Um, 11 mil a year. But, like, 52. Once you start talking 50, it's like, ah. We've seen this story with Jordan Clarkson before. Yeah. And then he gets traded in the last year, and you're like, hey. <laughs> Contract and, years ah. always get people. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson's one of those dudes. Again, can really shoot the ball. Um, and some d- games, he'll go 10 for 15. And some games he'll go one for fifteen, and there's not a lot of in between. And for Utah, I mean, maybe it's just worth the spark, and maybe you try and get this locked up before Donovan's big deal kicks in, before Rudy's if you bring him back. But I'd even if like Conley leaves though after this season because his contract's up, is Clarkson like your starting point now? I don't feel great about that, but maybe I... they do. Maybe I'm that's not, it. Um, I don't feel great about Utah's direction. Like they keep trying to run this team back, and it really like bringing back been, Derek Favors is like the ultimate. We're running it back. There, there's like a point in time where you have to kind of just like admit, all right, this isn't working, and I feel like uh, Utah is just not willing to admit yeah. that at this point. Go ahead and throw out the Favors thing. He got three for thirty to come back to utah they traded him away they gave him away to the pelicans and i brought him back on what is i mean if you would have told me a three for ten i would have believed you and instead he's getting 10 million a year for three years i mean what was the market for Derek favors there was there really wasn't a market did utah panic that much by looking at lakers and be like we have to run through them yeah so we need another big guy outside of like our bench like, big man depth is just atrocious. We'll talk about some other bigs here in a minute. And I wonder if they're like, ah, we're going to pay him in that mold. And it's like, he's not as good as the Surge, Montrez, no, no, Tristan no, Thompson. No, 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 and it's like, you paid more for him and longer than the teams who signed those guys. Um, last bigger one um, is Marcus Morris. He got four for 64 from the Clippers, 16 mil a year. Hey, again, I've seen, again, Sam Clarkson, I've seen this story. I, I've seen it. Because he was in Boston, you know? It's like, he'll get overpaid. He'll get this 15, 18 million a year, whatever. And you're like, why did we do that? And you're going to, you know, send him somewhere else. And then the last two years of his deal, he's going to be like, oh, okay, Marcus Morris. And his last year, he'll be like, all right. You know, like, let's give him one more contract. It's like, that was stupid. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Not that Marcus Morris can't be productive for the Clippers. Like right. that's not it at all. It's just he's not worth sixteen million. You're starting him. If you're paying yeah. him that much. But you already have Paul and Kawhi. So like that's your three four. Morris isn't playing the five and those guys aren't sliding up to the two. Yeah. Yeah. This you're paying a, sixteen million for a bench player. Yeah. This is kind of a weird signing to me for I mean, like, it's a lot of money for Marcus Morris. I get you like traded for him. Um Team's got to get over that. Yeah, you kind of just like, yeah, you gotta you gotta cut your losses at yeah. some point. Um, but I mean, like, it kind of fits their style. It's gonna be interesting to see how he's used. To your point, 
um, in Ty, under Ty Lue and that coaching staff. I do wonder if that's a Kawhi says, I want him back. Pay him whatever. Maybe. If it's one of those This things. feels like Steve Ballmer just like eliminating any possibility of unhappiness. Like, yeah. We are putting it all on the players at this point. This is the roster you, you can't blame Kawhi. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not short spit. Like we're so close theoretically to a championship. I'm not short spending here. Yeah. Um, this next tier of guys we'll talk about. Um, not quite as noteworthy. Not quite as much money involved, but still some important type guys. Um, especially for some playoff teams in this category. And we're not going to go through absolutely every single deal because, like we said at the top. While not a great top-end free agency class, a lot of guys still available and a lot of low-end money to be thrown around still, exceptions and whatnot. Um, So we'll first hit on Gold State. Again, another OKC trade to start this off. Um, Kelly Oubre, one of the assets acquired in the Chris Paul trade, sent to Golden State for basically just like, what, a future first? Yeah, I think something like First that. First and a yeah, second, yeah, yeah. something like that. I think it was a weird protection. It was like thirty or 21 through 30 or something like that. It gets conveyed mm. to Oklahoma State. I don't It was some weird protections on these Whatever. picks. Yeah, yeah. But Kelly Oubre really just going into the trade exception that Golden State had expired November 23rd, if I'm remembering right. So they had to use it um, yeah. or lose it. And again, couldn't be over 17 mil. Not a ton of guys in the league fit that. Um Kelly Oubre does, and especially considering the Clay Thompson injury now, mm. this very much fits what they were looking for. 3-and-D wing, like, can kind of just play off the bounce, like, has a little bit of bounce to him, um, which, like, they brought, I don't we'll probably get to this at some point, but, like, they brought in Kent Bazemore again. Mm-hmm. Um, which brought in Wanamaker also. Yeah, which kind of fits in with, like, um, refilling the bench for Golden State, which was really depleted. Um, yes. over the last couple of years over their championship runs so i overall i like this move for golden state i think Kel- kelly Oubre is still a good really good piece and even like next year if you like want to get off of him you can mm-hmm. and yeah because he's a this is the last year of his deal so you don't have to bring him back yeah you could just let him walk yeah um sign and trade something you can figure something out yeah but if he is something Maybe you try and move off the Wiggins thing again or whatever. Oh, God, um, I forgot Andrew Wiggins was on that team. Yeah. So, like, this starting lineup looks something like Curry, Oubre, uh, who's coming off a knee injury but should be back and fine. Wiggins, Draymond, and then they drafted James Wiseman, so we'll assume he'll start. And your bench, now something like Brad Wanamaker, Kent Bazemore, um, Pascal, who they kind of found and as a second-round pick. Yep. Yeah. Last year, I think Kevon Looney's still on this roster. So there's your backup five. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, you know, it'd be nice to have Clay, obviously, right. at worst for the depth of just like moving these guys around. Yeah. But Clay changes quite a bit for this roster because then Clay's in the starting lineup. You bring Uber off the bench. Yes. Um, and that, that just makes your team much yeah. better. Yeah. And so, you know, I, Golden State still has some moves around the fringes to make to help fill out this team but there's some stuff here mm. um overall they also drafted nico Mannion at number 48 so that's another backup guard there so like they have enough to be a playoff team again assuming they stay healthy um and i i'm a big Ubre fan um he is he's my malik beasley <laughs> um i'm a big Ubre guy uh I want him to get a lot of shots up. I think he can do a bit more than he's always been allowed to. You saw it in Phoenix this past year. 
mean, he's like a 20-point-per-game per guy playing off of Devin Booker. Now he's getting to play off of Steph. I think things could really open up for him. I do get worried about the spacing, though, in Golden State, considering mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Wiggins, Green, Wiseman front court. Yeah. But, you know, he's a good enough shooter where it could still work out overall for him. Um, we'll talk about some bigs, which we started talking about Derek Favors um, a minute ago. So Serge um, going to the Clippers, Montrez going to the Lakers, and then Tristan Thompson's going over to Boston, all on the same deals. They all got the mid-level, two years, $19 million. So I'm going to list these in what I love the most, okay. from like most to least. All right, so Serge, number one, going to the Clippers. I really yeah. like that. Kind of fills in that center role that they've been looking for um, and can actually defend Anthony Davis. Um Two, Tristan Thompson to Boston. Mm. I think that's a good anchor. Um, can rebound the heck out of yes. it, and which is Boston's one of the biggest weaknesses. As Matt just shakes his head, um, it's pained me for the last four years to watch it. He's he gonna be rebound. He's he's like one of the league's best rebounders, yes. and it's really exciting to have him in Boston. And then Montrez going to LA. I like the least out of all of this. Yeah, um, because we've seen it. We like defense. Like that's what this team was built on, and like now you're asking him. Like the fit is still weird. Yeah, you brought in like one of the better offensive pick and roll bigs. He's also one of the worst defensive bigs in the league. (laughs) And it's like, how much pick and roll action is Montrez getting for the Lakers? Yeah, and like he's playing the five. Well, like he has traditionally been playing the five. You're asking him probably to play the four. AD, I guess we could squabble over who's four, who's five in that AD Montrez lineup. Sure. But it's still more the point of I probably like him on the floor best with like LeBron as the four. Yeah. And AD off the court and whatever other center off the court. I get the idea though. Like you go get Schroeder. So you have yeah. your Lou Williams type. Yes. And now you have Montrez who can fill in your like bench minutes bench points yeah um which is desperately needed on this yes, team that's true um but, but he can't I think, shoot yeah i think you just give up so much on defense like that's what this team lakers team was built on yeah and it's just not i mean like offense is still a huge question mark for this team uh, even though i think you bring in Schroeder, who's like obviously a, a, like a, a really good offensive piece for this team yeah um i just i think i agree with you on that order going to the surge bit for a minute I mean, obviously, we saw in Toronto, he can still really defend the rim. Yeah. Um, and then his ability to shoot, like, he can shoot. Yeah, um, that's something he's, like, grown into. Yeah. So, like, creating a bit more space for Paul and Kawhi, whereas, like, Zubach couldn't do that. Montrez couldn't do that. Um, and has, like, has played with Kawhi. Like, has worked. Like, yes. this isn't just, like, a thought experiment, like, with most yeah. of these situations. Like, we've seen it work in a championship situation. Yes. So, and again, this is also a, an appealing to Kawhi move. Yep. Um, so, I like that most. Again, going to Tristan Thompson, the rebounding is the most important part. He yep. he can score four points a game. I don't care. He don't need to score. Um, have all the other four wins. Four and 15. That's, yep. the, that's the stat line here. I, I very sincerely hope he averages at least 12 rebounds a game yeah. for Boston. Um, does complicate their center minutes a bit. I don't care because he rebounds. It's another um, another body to throw at Embiid, right? Yes. Embiid and kind of Giannis. Um, yeah. Like, that's 
I think that's the ultimate goal. And even bam, if you're like thinking that far ahead in like a heat series potentially. Yeah. So I I really like that move. It really assured up a spot that they were needing some help in. Um, and didn't have to break the bake to do it. No, nope. Just able to use one of the exceptions for it. Um, get into some wings here. Jay Crowder getting three for thirty from Phoenix. Phoenix really going for it. Good move here. Like another yeah. like this is another didn't I think, overpay. Yeah, I think this is in, uh, my point. Uh, like you're taking a competent player from the Heat, who was mm-hmm. a big part of the Heat run, was a starter for them um, toward the end of the end of the year there, and just played competent minutes. Yeah, and, like you're not asking Jay Crowder to be the focal point of your offense. Not at all. Not the focal point of your defense. He is going to be a really good player here. He's who I hope they start um next to bridges yeah so at the run four. up yep run up paul um booker bridges crowder Aiton lineup right it's all not, of a sudden that's like good good not probably going to be guarding your best offensive player but that's can bridges be, but be off ball and still like crowder as your third best perimeter defender that's good yeah like that is really good right and an eight and still manning the inside booker can legitimately in that lineup guard the worst one through four guy like and it doesn't even matter if the four is like a bigger guy. It doesn't because who cares about the post play? So like, that's an incredible signing for them. And even like just spacing still. He yeah. Lets Chris Paul get in the lane. He lets him and Aiton run a pick and roll or Booker do what Booker wants to do. Um, I love this move for Phoenix. I I pretty much would have loved whoever got Jay Crowder, but especially on that deal, it's a really solid deal. Yeah, it's kind of weird how like Miami didn't want to pay him. Yeah, I wonder if it was just, like, the multi-year bit of it. I bet that's what it is. I know, like, Miami's still wanting flexibility for 2021. Yeah. Um, I feel like they would have given them, like, one for 18 or something. Yeah, maybe mo- maybe a little bit more money, less guarantee or, like, less years. Yeah. Uh, I really like this move. I think it's just going to... I think it just goes to the point of, like, Phoenix is a playoff team for me this year. Definitely. Yeah, like, if Chris Paul, like, made them probably a playoff team... I think this kind of solidified it for me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's eight or if it's five, but I feel like they're getting in. We're not getting into, like, with Phoenix, we've always thought, like, theoretically, they have a good team. Like, they have... No, they have, like, a good team. Yeah, this is, like, a legitimately good team. They've they've got into the don't play guys who suck. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of just the mantra, and that gets you to, like, the four or five seed. Incredible! (laughs) Like, who knew? Just, like, basic team building here. Um... (laughs) KCP got a good deal from LA. I don't know if it's a good deal for LA, but KCP got a good deal. He went three for forty. That clutch connection there. Yeah, clutch, clutch coming in clutch again. Um, yeah. I, like I get KCP was a big part of your. I think this is kind of overpaying. Um, I don't know if it's much of an overpay. Yeah. No, I mean it is a little. I mean, bit. if Jake Crowd is getting three for thirty, I guess like three for forty is a fair, fair yeah. shake for. He's KCP. younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know. I, I'm not, like, mad about it. I'm not upset, like, um, as just a general NBA um, fan. So, I, it's fine. I feel like he could probably, probably could have got this deal somewhere else. But if that's the best you were getting, why leave L.A.? Right? Yeah. Um, Rondo does leave L.A., um, gets a 2-for-15 deal from Atlanta. I, I think I like this. I don't know if I do. I like it because... I don't know. It just gives some like extra ball handling. Like Trey doesn't have to have the ball in his hand at all times. I just I just don't know if I love Rondo and Trey playing together. It's gonna be weird. And like this is like 
kind of like they're all like it's signaling that they're all in but it feels almost like a panic move at the same time it's like ah uh, we gotta go get rajon rondo yeah like you're paying him seven and a half million for the next two years which like a tradable contract at the end yeah. of the day um I, I don't know like it it's not just like going back to my phoenix point it's not just like in theory like a good player like we yeah. know rondo's a competent player still a good um, player during the playoffs you got to get to the playoffs, though. Yeah, that's a good point. So, There's like, Trey Young, if, if they start Rondo. Trey Young, Rondo, and then, you know, Gallo, and then probably one of the young guys, whether it's Herter as more of a two, yeah, DeAndre or Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, or Cam, Cam Reddish, or John Collins. They've got to figure that out. And the Is other, John Collins playing the three in this lineup? He wants to. He He's always said he wants to be more of a three-four. Um, so you got those four guys to really fill as one spot. The other three coming off the bench. And then Capella, and then you drafted Okongwu. So this this lineup's getting a bit muddled for me, Ryan. And if Rondo's coming off the bench and you're showing another one of the young guys, that's fine. Paying $7.5 million for a backup point guard isn't awful, but I don't feel like that's why they brought him in. They didn't bring him to be the backup. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Is Trey Young going to play off ball more than? Are you taking the ball out of Trey Young's hand you need, to get him to run off screen? You need to more? convince him of that to win. Yeah, like because like the way that you're playing right now got you 15 win- wins in yeah. two seasons or or like 30 wins in two seasons, whatever it was. They weren't good. <laughs> sure. No, not at all. Um, moving on to the next guy, Christian Wood. And not a lot of people, I don't think, like, mainstream people would know about Christian Wood because he played in Detroit, and Detroit was awful. Who was watching them? But gets a three from three for 41 from Houston? Yeah. I honestly, like, what it I was hearing... was a hearing, three for 27 originally. Yeah, what I was hearing... Yeah, that part of it's weird. Um, I was hearing anywhere from, like, 8 to 15 for him. Like, just no one really had a great gauge on it. And, yeah, he signed a three for 27, and then, like, it backed out, and then it came back with houston still as a three for 41 this was reported as a sign and trade but we haven't heard anything since then about what's in the, like the deal. only money that makes sense there is like eric gordon yeah because like i thought like oh maybe um trevor Reza. and then that got sent out but maybe they're gonna if that isaiah stewart thing hasn't officially like been gone through yet maybe they try and tie this back into it still i don't know I don't know what the heck is going on here. I, I it's so Are you PJ Tucker, maybe. But I feel like I mean maybe Detroit reroutes him somewhere else. <laughs> this is bananas to me. I don't know what Houston. This goes back to my point from episode eighty nine. I don't know what Houston was doing in the draft. I don't get what they're maneuvering to do. I still don't get what they're doing here. This doesn't make any sense to me. Like we have no like Christian Wood had a quote unquote breakout year in Detroit. We have no idea if that's like. He had a good, like, three good months. Good stats on a bad team. Yeah. Um, it feels like... If it's real, I like his game. He can shoot. He can yeah. legitimately shoot, stretch the floor, which is, like, what Houston wants. As a five, yeah. I just don't, like, three for 41 is so much. Like, yeah. it's so much. For a guy that, like, really has had a good half season and otherwise wasn't even in the league. Yeah. He, like, he was on New Orleans roster the year before and, like, kind of had some moments of, like should we be playing this guy some more? And then he went to Detroit this past season. And I was like, they, they had that realization early on and then did start playing him more. And then it kind of worked out that last half of the year. And it's a very quick rise. And while those guys can be like real, it, 
it feels a little ambitious on the 341 market here. I I guess if Houston just felt like they had to outbid someone, I don't know who, then you do it. But for someone as cheap as Tillman Fertitta has acted, this deal feels out of place. Yeah, it kind of feels like there's more going on Houston. Like, it feels like they're getting ready. Like, of course, Christian Wood's a little bit younger, like, it feels like they're getting ready for, like, a youth movement yes. in Houston, getting out of, like, Westbrook and If not James before Harden. this season starts, soon after. Yeah. Um, a few other deals just kind of more worth mentioning. Um, Derek Jones leaves Miami also. It's a two for 19, that same type of deal um, from Portland. Um, Portland really trying to make some moves here. Going and getting Fills Covington. out some more of that, like, wing, back-end wing depth. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many important minutes Derek Jones Jr. is playing for really? Portland. No, a little upside there still, I guess. Um, they also, Portland brought back Rodney Hood on a 2-for-21. Um, they also traded in for Ennis Cantor. So, you know, whatever there, really. But so it's like, okay, you're trying to at least replenish your bench. Yeah. Is really right. what you're doing here. And so I was like, okay, I can generally get on board with that. Um, and of course, the main thing of bringing Robert Covington. Um, mm. Memphis brought back DeAnthony Melton on a four thirty-five, a touch rich for my um, flavor, but I, I don't mind this here. Like, it's fine. He's a good backup guard who can maybe start for you. Uh, I honestly don't think he's worse than Dylan Brooks, but everyone loves Dylan Brooks um, apparently. <laughs> um, Paul Millsap got a one for ten to go back to Denver. I really thought he was leaving. Yeah, I mean that uh, there was no really rumors tied him to Denver. Like it, there was some push that he was going to um, the Celtics, and yeah. that that never really panned out. I wonder if his market was really thin, and mm-hmm. like he was like, I, I guess Denver's ten million dollars a year is going to be my best bet. Um, I feel like Boston was probably giving him something similar. Like, I could see, like, maybe a 2 for 20 or even 3 for yeah. 30, but, like... Maybe, like, the last year non-guaranteed or something like yeah. that. Then you start getting a little rich for Paul Millsap, who's you do. old and has started playing old. Yes. Um, but it was, like, a 4 or 5 in Boston. I would have liked it. I mean, it's really what his role is in Denver still. Right. Um, once they lost Jeremy Grant, this deal had to get done for Denver. Yeah, I think that was Denver kind of banking on having Jeremy Grant back because he would have been their, like, we've been talking about it, he would have slid into their starting lineup or Porter Jr. would have started. I wonder if this offer was initially closer to, like, 5-8 to Mm. and then once Jeremy Grant left, Paul's like, make it 10. (laughs) And Portland really just had no other options. Um, We mentioned Derek Favors already. Dwight Howard tweeted that he was staying in Los Angeles. This is the most Dwight Howard thing ever, right? Deleted it like two minutes later. And then we find out, what, like an hour or so later, he's going to go be the backup in Philly on a minimum. So it's not like he's getting paid more. Um, I really just think LA's like, we're not offering you a deal. (laughs) Well, like he kind of said, like, he was like, I feel like I've done my due diligence and deserve to get paid. And it's like, bro, you're haven't, you didn't do anything to get paid. Like you didn't do anything like you were played off i guess the court. you showed like you can still play in the nba in like general you're, you're an enforcer like yeah that's all you are like at best you're an enforcer um which kind of fits like i think this is fine for like philly because like it still gives you athleticism when Embiid's inevitably it gives you someone miss. as a backup center which they didn't even have last year right like they're like when Embiid missed 10 to 15 games like 
you can plug and since play Al play. Horford like could only play so many minutes yeah. of age, right? And so like okay, I mean one of the most volatile center combination in the league now. Um, How many fights Howard. are there going to be in Philly practices? <sighs> I mean, just the scrimmages, <laughs> just banging inside. Um, yikes! Uh, Dwight Howard's going to like hard foul Ben Simmons one time also, and someone's going to get really pissed off. Dwight Howard's going to go back to posting up, and I'm oh, no no one's looking forward to that. Hundred percent. That's all Joel does, unless yeah. he shoots threes. So maybe it's empowers Dwight to finally shoot threes like he's always practiced. The little pump fake that he does <laughs> that everyone bites on. Um, Lots of other little random moves around these also, which we won't get all into, like the Austin Rivers going to the Knicks. If Austin Rivers would have gone somewhere else, we would have talked about it, but he's going to the Knicks. Yeah, and whatever. like And other things. Um, again, lots of deals this offseason. Just not a lot of, like, the big names, obviously. Like, again, lots of weird ones to, like, the Pat Connaughton debacle. Yeah, you were telling me Milwaukee. about that off, off air. Um, I mean... And while Milwaukee's brought in other good players like DJ Augustine or Tory Craig, which you uh, mentioned, again, still some weird things going on there. Wes Matthews, no going wonder. to LA, yeah, going to LA, LA Lakers, Lakers right? Yeah. yeah, it's a good deal there. Good Basically deal. replaced Danny Green, right? Like, and Wes Matthews was kind of better for Milwaukee yeah. for like eleven million dollars a year less. Yeah, also, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of some weird ancillary deals from around the yeah. league. I don't know. This off season is like this whole year has been weird. This off season has been reflective of that. The obviously. draft was also yeah, just kind of a weird thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I, there's still some big names out there, like Hassan Whiteside. I mean, a big course, name. <laughs> yeah, of course he's probably gonna get signed as soon as we say that. Um, because that happens. Um, I know they're returning to their teams, but like, AD hasn't signed his deal yet. It's really yeah. just to let LA sign some of these other right. dudes. It's so they don't get hard cap. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's in that same boat. Yes, um, he is. But most of the other top guys have signed um, with like who we kind of expected or like in a reasonable spot. Um, Bogdanovich, it'll be interesting to see if the Kings match that or not. Um, 48 hours. I mean, by the time you hear this podcast, we'll know if they've matched or not. Yeah. So, but for the most part, I mean, it's all the really main guys have found a home. There's reports like DeMarcus Cousins is kind of getting some love again after two major leg injuries. A I team don't that's know. been really quiet is Orlando. I mean, like they re-signed James Ennis, I think. I think, and I think they brought in Michael Carter Williams back or something. Yeah, I remember yeah. that too. But like, it's just oddly quiet on a team that probably needed more movement than they're yeah. getting right now i don't um, know if they know what they're going to do next season with the jonathan isaac injury um they should so think that's, that's what they should do yeah that's 100 percent what they should do um yeah just some like some overall quiet teams like the knicks have been quiet which is kind of odd for them mm-hmm. like out some some maybe signings. not a bad thing yeah maybe Bo- maybe Bobby Portis, I guess, going speaking of the Knicks, going Another. to going to Milwaukee, right? Yeah, which is a kind of a quietly good signing for them. I um, mean, backup center, backup four yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where Dario Saric lands. Um, yeah, Phoenix probably not going to match him now that they brought in Crowder. Right. Um, and then drafting Jalen Smith that was probably the the final nail in the casket there. But I'm almost wondering if like a team like Orlando, who is like, I still want to push for the playoffs. If you can give him, like, a one-year deal. Yeah. So he doesn't interfere with Jonathan Isaac and all. But, like, just one year. Stop gap. 10, 15 million. Yeah. 
Yeah, that could be something. Or there are other teams, too. Melo re-signing with Portland. Yes. Kind of a minor one there, but like obviously was big deal for Portland. Yeah. Um, again, it helps fill out that bench as much as anything. Um, Jermichael Green went to the Nuggets. Yeah. Really good deal there, actually. Yeah. Um, probably a better version of what they hope paul Millsap is like what they actually hope paul Millsap as yeah it's kind of um, getting crowded there now that you bring that up it's bit. like i can see i'm sure like once they realized grant wasn't coming back they went out and got yes green um but it feels kind of weird that like forces porter to play the three a bit yeah more there. yeah um mason Plumley being like the first free agent signing going weird. to detroit yeah. weird detroit also bringing jaleel oak for also weird also, yeah right so um it's just like little things like that have been happening. It's like, do some of these really matter? It's Bryn Forbes going to Milwaukee really matter? You know, maybe not. But it's like, I guess some moves that like in the regular season matter. But for the most part, I think we hit on the guys who it matters for the postseason where they're at. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, and that's just like the first half a free agency really right. like so we've only we, been open for like a day and a half <laughs> we're we're not even like like there's so much more there's gonna be mm-hmm. like we don't know about russell westbrook i feel like the trade market it could tra- still be very active yeah it feels like there's about to be like a big one coming and i say that and probably something's gonna pop after we got done recording two hours worth of content we're very good at that we are very good at that anyways Thank you so much for listening to episode 90. Matt, do you want to say any last words before we get out of here? I think I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 90. I'm going to be playing my PS5, hopefully this weekend. Um, And I'm super pumped about that. So, um, Shout out Best Buy. Shout out Best Buy for uh, not not letting uh, bots take over your inventory. (laughs) Anyways, that's enough talk of that. Uh, We will see you back in episode 91. Yeah.